Hi everyone, it's Joyce. I just wanted to say that I hope you're keeping safe, healthy, and hanging in there. Sending love your way and my thoughts are with you. Loving yourself is really the key to, to beauty. And if you love yourself, it's gonna show, show through no matter what. And I think that's kind of what Kevin's philosophy was. You know, beauty belongs to the brave and those that embrace beauty in all of its forms. It doesn't matter the, the shape, the size, the color. You know, we're all beautiful. Hello, beauty. Yes, you. Join me, host Joyce Platon, as I chat with today's beauty, wellness, and lifestyle visionaries. Let's discover their motivating journey together as I merge my love for the art and my passion in revealing one's true inner beauty. Hey there, Joyce Platon here, and welcome to Hello Beauty. Today's special guest, Nick Lujan. Nick is the Director of Artistry and Education at Kevin Aquan Beauty. He is a professional makeup artist, team leader, trainer, and educator with over 14 years of experience in the industry. Welcome to Hello Beauty, Nick. Hi, thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Yes. I was just listening to some of your other podcasts. I love the information and in the way that you ask questions and kind of get people to open up. It's really nice. It's really refreshing. So I'm happy oh to be God, here. Oh my God, that means a lot. Thank you so much. And I'm happy to quote unquote, see you again, because the last time I saw you was during the Kevin Aquan um, Balm event, right? And yeah. that was here at West Hollywood. And I had the pleasure that of experiencing your touch. You put on like a bit of makeup on me. And I was like, even as a makeup artist, I still get starstruck with other fellow makeup artists because I just really admire everyone's skills and craft. And I always learn from them as well. So it's just really, I don't know, it was just like a refreshing feeling to finally sit on the makeup chair and have you just refresh my makeup. And I did learn and even just like the feeling of how you apply even just like the simple thing as the powder and even the blush and the contouring. Your touch is just so light and feathery. And I was like, I wish that I'm hoping that the way I do makeup is this way too, that I have that effect on people because your touch was yeah. were so feathery and light and relaxing. I really appreciate that because that's something that I've spent a lot of years developing because I started out with theater makeup and drag makeup and stage makeup and it's a whole different process and over the years I've trained myself to use lighter pressure and think about which direction I'm blending my brushes and and how much product I'm loading in the brushes all of those things are not usually something that you know right off the start when you're starting to do makeup it's something that you pick up over time and after doing doing it and I specifically had people in my early part of my career tell me like you're too rough you're putting too much like <laughs> so it's, it's something that you learn and you you know it becomes part of your style as a makeup artist which is super important to develop a style as a makeup artist it's a, a lifelong project but eventually that's that's like your signature that's what gets you gigs that's what people want to connect with mm, so I'm yeah. glad that you said that and I really I'm appreciative that you called that out yeah, thank you. I know even if just because you are doing an intense look, it doesn't mean that you have to have a hard pressure, right? Right. <laughs> you got to be delicate. Sometimes you got to be firm, but most of the time you have to be delicate, you know, delicate enough to do like that perfect wing liner and that really crisp, clean line work. Yeah, I totally agree. So I really want to share with my listeners and viewers your amazing personality. So I want to get into your background. Talk to me about your background and your role with Kevin Aquan Beauty. Sure. So I started, I'm, I'm from a very small town. I'm from Santa Fe, New Mexico, where, you know, a lot of people don't wear a lot of makeup. And it's something that I kind of fell into. I, I went to culinary school. I went to music school. I have degrees and backgrounds in culinary arts and, and singing opera. But makeup was always kind of there in the background. It was like a hidden passion of mine. And um, I really fell in love with that when I was working 
um, at Mac. I started out, you know, I, I had applied at the, to get the job a million times and um, they kind of looked me over because I didn't have any previous experience. But after working in the operas for so long and not just being on stage, but creating the looks and doing the makeup for those shows and those productions, I felt that confidence, like I'm ready to do this. So I'm very blessed that I had a really cool team in, ba in um, sorry, in Albuquerque, New Mexico that, that hired me to work at Mac with them. And um, they helped me develop my skills, my customer service skills and hone my artistry. So it became like my little family. Um, but all the while I was learning makeup through Kevin O'Quan's books because we didn't have internet we didn't have we social all media. did i think <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah we didn't have um youtube or instagram or podcasts or any any way of learning other than looking at a magazine and trying to copy that image or learning from your friends in the industry and kevin's book making faces that book in particular was my go-to book because it had all the fundamentals of artistry all the basic techniques Plus, it had also that advanced technique, you know, going from really natural, clean beauty makeup to extreme transformation. It was all there. And it is something that has really stuck with me my whole career. I still have my original book. It's falling apart and it's full of notes and highlighters and, and all kinds of things. But that, that was like how we learned makeup before the time of Internet, YouTube and makeup schools. We didn't even have a makeup school where I'm from. Mm -hmm. And then you fast forward after all those years working with other brands and creating new experiences in my journey. I, now I had this opportunity to work with Kevin O'Quan Beauty. So it's like a full circle moment where I kind of started with his books as my education in, in makeup. And now I am actually using his books to, to re-inspire the world about who Kevin is and what education means and how he teaches. And, and I'm utilizing those books as resources now because I'm the director of artistry and education for the brand. So I'm writing training curriculums, I'm working with marketing teams and product development and all the different departments to ensure that that voice of Kevin is present and, um, and to make sure that we have that artistry in mind always. So it's, it's like the perfect dream job for me. I get to activate on everything that I've ever learned in my career as a makeup artist. For those who don't know, what is the Kevin O'Quan philosophy? So Kevin O'Quan's um, philosophy on beauty is that beauty belongs to the brave. That's kind of our tagline. And, um, if you give me a second, I can pull up a quote from him that I love. I just, yeah, I'm so bad that. at memorizing stuff. No, I am too. No, it's, I love, I want to get the verbatim of like his words because yeah. he is just such an inspiration in our industry. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, and what I love about the brand is that it is really known as a pro makeup mm -hmm. brand, but at the same time, you know, like everyone just, can relate to it, even if you're not necessarily a pro makeup artist, right? Because the products work and it just, you know, delivers. Simple yeah, the as products that. do what they're supposed to. And, you know, Kevin wasn't just about product development. He started out as a fine artist and then found his way into makeup and his makeup experience, his makeup journey was really about client service and getting to know his clients and becoming friends with them and them trusting him with with his um, abilities as an artist to help create their images and their personas. Like he's worked with people at the very, very beginning of their careers. You think about all the people in those eighties and the nineties that were supermodels. Like he was there for all of that, the very, very beginnings of that. And um, a lot of people that are superstars today um, started their careers with Kevin as their artist. So it's just an incredible journey. And his philosophy about makeup is that, that there are no rules you can break the rules but you you definitely want to learn the fundamentals and this is a quote that i love from kevin and i think it's truer now more than ever um he says first of all let me say that i believe there are no rules when it comes to makeup in a world of constant change 
I feel the goal should be to expand our definition of what we consider acceptable, normal, and beautiful. The future will belong to those with open minds and open hearts who can appreciate beauty in all of its forms. So, I love that. It's so beautiful. It's so beautiful. I feel like he was, I want to say he was ahead of his times, but I don't think he mm -hmm. was ahead of the times. I think he was actually speaking up for what makeup should be and what the world should view beauty as. It's ever-changing. Everybody's beautiful. We all have something to contribute and we all should feel brave. And for him, makeup was, for him and even for myself, makeup was almost like um, putting on my war paint to go and face the public, you know growing up as a gay man in a small town it's very scary you know you don't know how people are going to accept you and to be different to be taller larger than life and to to wear makeup and to dress a certain way like you stick out and you know people can can really make you feel small or make you feel not worthy and i think that's something that he fought for to to make his name in the world and to inspire other people so he he chased his dreams of becoming a makeup artist all the way to New York City from a small town where he grew up called Lafayette, Louisiana at a time when it was not okay to be different or gay for sure. Mm -hmm. um, but once he got to New York, his passion ignited even further. He would sit outside of Vogue every day, you know, hey, I'm here, I want to do makeup. Finally, they gave him this opportunity. And from there, it just blew up. Um, and I think that's so inspirational for all of us as, as artists or people that maybe are on the fringe of society and that are different you know, he was that voice for us. He was that pioneer. He actually spent a lot of time at HMI. I don't know if you know HMI, it's the Hedrick Martin Institute, where he would make visits and he would bring celebrities with him or enlist, you know, guest appearances from celebrities to speak to this under, underserved group of um, youth in New York City. They're the LGBTQ plus youth that didn't have a lot of support systems. So HMI was there to support them. And he was really a big proponent and a huge, um, advocate for HMI so as a brand we're actually supporting them now too going forward you know continuing oh, on that's amazing so beauty belongs to the brave is really the philosophy it takes a lot of bravery to put on your makeup and to face the world and to be yourself and um, I think that's the philosophy behind Kevin and the brand and then you go a little bit deeper and you think about the products that we create all of those products that we create are we have a lot of legacy products that are original products that he created and then we have some newer products you know, and we keep in mind when we're developing products, who was Kevin? What would he do with today's technology? Mm -hmm. You know, because the technology is so advanced now from where it was when he was doing products in the late 90s and in the early 2000s. Um, for a long time, Kevin was developing products for other companies and other brands. Mm -hmm. He developed lash curlers for Shuamura. He developed other like eyeshadow palettes for really famous brands and things like this. And he's like, you know what? I'm developing all this stuff for other people. I should be developing it for myself. So that's kind of where Kevin O'Quan Beauty comes from. And he had the support system of all of his community to kind of help him out. And um, I think that's where we come from as a brand. So there's a lot of rich heritage there. And I encourage everyone that's listening, if you haven't seen it already, check out the documentary. It's on Hulu. It's called Larger Than Life. Um, you can also find it on iTunes. That's the story of Kevin O'Quan. And it's so inspirational. I find myself watching it all the time because I feel like I need that little push and that little energizing kind of, um, you know, just kind of like that wind beneath the wings from Kevin, yeah. you know, to kind of keep it going. And it's super inspirational. And I, I do watch it because it does kind of uplift you, even though there are sad points, but that's life. life exactly. Life and downs. And, you know, you kind of go with that. And it's what you do with that, that that makes you the stronger person that you are. It's part of your journey. And sometimes we just need a constant reminder through life. You know, mm -hmm. sometimes we all like kind of get it already. We're like, yeah, we know what to do. 
but there are just situations where we just that's what you're saying you you find yourself watching it over and over again because you need to be reminded of these little things mm -hmm. where maybe that certain time you didn't notice that little thing in that scene or what kevin said but now it's resonating with you right absolutely absolutely i feel like i take something different from it every time i watch it and um it's super inspirational and it's definitely helped guide me as the director of artistry and education for the brand, when I'm developing training tools or working with the product development team and all that stuff, I kind of think about, you know, what, what would Kevin do? What was he thinking when he was developing his brand? And then I think about his journey and like what that means and how I can draw parallels between his journey and mine. We both come from small towns. We both, um, you know, were a little bit different and unique growing up compared to other people. And it's nice to know that I wasn't the only one, you know, and I think, that's what he's given us, which is a beautiful gift. And um, that he became a celebrity makeup artist. He's like the first household name celebrity makeup artist. And um, after him, everyone's like, well, I didn't know I could do this as a career. I wanna do that too. And that's kind of what propelled me into my first job over at the Mac counter, where um, I applied like five or six times. And I just, I guess I wasn't like the right fit, but the last time I went to apply, I actually went in drag. With like oh, wow. full beat up uh -huh. makeup. I was wearing the, a really sexy outfit, you know, of feeling course. my sass. And I handed in my application. I was like, you're gonna hire me. And you know, they did. So, you know, it was just it was just the right time at that point. And I felt confident enough to walk in there, you know, hey, I know how to do makeup. And I was one of very few boys or men that worked in the department. I think I was like the only boy at the time to work in the cosmetics department. And it was the only Mac counter in the entire state of New Mexico. So it was a big deal for me. It really, uh -huh. really was. So where did this strength and lack of self-pity come from? Because I know you've mentioned that you were passed over a couple of times and then you mm -hmm. it took you like what six tries for them to even mm -hmm. like accept your application. Yeah. Where did where did this drive come from? And I know, you know, part of it's also Kevin, but where else? Yeah. I've always had a tenacity and a drive to like chase something, to like get to the next level. You know, all through school, I I spent a lot of time in the books. I spent a lot of time on student council and all of these different programs because, you know, I, I wanted to feel worthy, you know, because I knew I was different. So it was instead of going the route of like negative things or drugs or being a loner or all that stuff, I kind of swung completely to the other side. And I was like that straight A student graduating top of the class, you know, and really pushing myself harder than anybody. Like my parents never had to punish me. I punished myself. You know, I really pushed myself hard to, to show my value, to show my worth. So when somebody said, no, we're not going to hire you, it was like, okay, I'm going to keep coming back here until I get this job. So there was this tenacity and this, this drive that really, really pushed me. And along with that were my parents. My parents have been so supportive of me my entire life, my entire career. Anything that I wanted to study, anything I wanted to do, they were always there and they still are. Um, I told them I wanted to go to culinary school and they were like, okay, let's sign you up. You know, and I went to culinary school, I got my degree, and then I worked as a chef for an opera house for a few years. Um, and I fell in love with opera, and I was like, you know what, mom, I want to study opera. And they're like, sure, let's do this. You know, so I went to opera school, and all of that was, was a combination of, of these arts and these things of like trying to get outside of myself and be a character. And I think once I found drag, that opened up a whole other set of doors because with drag, you can become whatever character you want, and mm -hmm. that's the magic of makeup. You know, pair of lashes, a new contour, a different shade of lipstick. It has the power to change your energy and to give you strength. It's it's really almost almost like a little bit of a ritual too for me. 
which I think is really incredible. And then I, I had the most incredible journey. I'm telling you, I met Danny Sands and I had the opportunity to oh, work yeah. with her for her for, for a very long time. So Danny Sands is the creator and founder of Makeup Forever, which if, if people don't know, it's an artistic brand that comes from artistic roots. She was a fine artist first and then became a makeup artist. So you see these parallels in all of our stories. I studied music and food. She studied fine art. Kevin was a fine artist. And we all found our ways. Our paths have all crossed through makeup. It's brought us yeah, all together. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, and she is a force to be reckoned with. This woman is unstoppable. I mean, in her age now, she's still creating things. She's still traveling and teaching and doing all of these things. I know she's doing them virtually now because she can't travel, but um, she's been such an incredible inspiration too because she always fought against everyone that said no to her. Being a woman, growing up and creating a brand in the, you know, the 70s and the 80s, you know, it was just not a thing. And she, she fought for her place as a, as a woman and in the industry. And uh, that I truly, truly commend. And I think that tenacity kind of rubbed off on me too. And the best thing about Danny is that she's completely honest with you. Like she'll tell you when your work is, is, is terrible. She'll say like, okay, this doesn't work. What are you going to do to fix it? You know, and you kind of have to just say, yes, I, I'll fix it. You know, and that's how you learn. I think she helped me to, to get into a frame of mind where it's okay to be vulnerable with your art, which is very difficult for an artist because you know, you're an artist. We take our art very seriously. We take it very personally. And when someone says, well, I don't like that, you know, it's yeah. like, oh, well, why don't you like that? I picked it for you. I designed this for you. It's like, it's my design for you. But then on the other end of that spectrum is, well, you want to grow as a human. You want to grow as an artist. You want to be able to cater to any style of client that sits in your chair. And um, she really prepared me for that. She really did. Um, and when, when the opportunity for me to, to take on this role at Kevin came up, she was like, you have to do this. She's like, Oh You've collected God. all the tools. I've given you as much as I can. It's time for you to spread your wings. So for That's me, that was her. the most incredible gift because I was so dedicated and so loyal and I felt so conflicted about leaving one mm -hmm. home to go into a new, completely different home. And she made that transition for me, you know, just so super easy and just, it was the right thing for me to do. And she's like, everything that you've learned, because she taught me how to write trainings. She taught me how to facilitate trainings not only the artistry piece, but the business piece of it. So I can look at, at a product and say, okay, here's this product. Here's what we can say messaging wise. Here's how I can spin it for education. Here's how I can turn it into a visual and, and create a, a makeup look from it. Like she taught me that 360 approach to it. So it's not just makeup artistry anymore. It's also marketing and sales and also, you know, teaching people. So there's a, a whole other world of makeup that most people don't ever get to see because, mm -hmm. um, because they're in, stuck in their lane. So I think one of the most valuable things that you can do for yourself if you want to be a makeup artist is to attach yourself to a brand for a little bit. Attach yourself to somebody that does special effects for a little bit. Attach yourself to somebody that does drag because you're going to be learning all these different techniques and products and ways of speaking about products that you had never dreamed of and it's going to open so many doors. So whenever someone asks me, like, where should I go to learn makeup? My first response is always, it's always been and it always will be retail. I think makeup schools are incredible too, but in makeup school, you don't get as many hours of on-the-job experience. So I think those go hand in hand. And um, I never had the opportunity to go to makeup school, but I had honestly the best makeup school I could possibly ever dream of with Kevin's books and working alongside Danny and some of my other favorite mentors. 
So um, I hope that answered your question. It was a really long answer. Yes, it did. No, I actually like can relate to you because I want to share that I started with Makeup Forever as a makeup artist, part of the pro team in the Philippines. So my backstory, yeah, the backstory is actually funny because it's not like, you know, I always had this vision, oh, I want to be a makeup artist because like during my time, it's not a thing or even coming from my family. So I either become a doctor, all my cousins are doctors, a lawyer, an accountant, you know, the typical. So I actually got a job as, you know, in a corporate with General Electric. And then I was like, I don't know how to put on makeup, but I need to learn to be presentable. So I enrolled in Makeup Forever classes and I just got addicted until they're like, hey, you're pretty good. In your free time, do you want to come with us and tag along to the fashion shows? And I just did. I got hooked. And then eventually they're like, you know, if you won, you can be part of the pro team. If, you know, I know you have your job, but it's like, I was like, yes, I want to do it. So I quit my day mm-hmm. job was part of the pro my makeup forever pro team in the Philippines. And that's how like my career started in editorial. So, I mean, wow. I'm so jealous that you met Danny Sands. I have yet to met, uh, meet her, but I do oh have that background and relate, um, relatability with you of like, just how she is, you know, with, um, delivering and creating the brand and just the, the way she teaches mm-hmm. because even as far away from the Philippines the way they taught it the Makeup Forever way yeah it's like it yeah. resonated yeah yeah it's uh, her her techniques and her way of speaking I actually it ties in a lot to what I've learned from Kevin's book so there's mm-hmm. some parallels in there because they're both yeah. using the fundamentals of fine art to teach and explain makeup so it's not you're just not like painting by number and you're not um you know, just copying something that you hear from like a, a YouTube tutorial. She's talking to you about like how to load the brush, how much product to put in the brush, mm-hmm. where you first apply that product and how you blend it from there and what pressure to you. There's so many other ways of thinking about it other than just like, okay, everybody, take out your foundation and put it over your entire face and then take your sponge and just bounce the, the brown color here. Like she, she does this thing where she teaches you the why behind what you're doing. And I think that's what I try to do when I'm teaching makeup too. And it served me very well. Like when I teach a class or if you watch any of my, my YouTube videos or any of that kind of stuff, I'll say like, okay, here's the product and here's how you're going to use it. But I'm going to give you the why, the reasoning behind. There's this whole other level that I want to like pull the curtain open and say, here, learn this because it's going to develop your skills even further. And um, that's kind of like Kevin's way and that's Danny's way. And now it's passed down to us. We're the new generation. Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know if I'm the new generation at this age, but <laughs> yeah, we yeah Kevin's books are actually was like um, my reference book while you know um being a makeup forever artist because it was just like it it was very similar because like what you said they both come from like a fine arts background so the things that they mm-hmm. stated in their like you know um materials really made sense to me so which yeah. brings me to my next question so what are you bringing to Kevin Aquan beauty that's fresh while you know still staying true to the brand ethos for me, it's, it's, my, it's really putting my personality on things. And, um, you know, because Kevin was such a big, larger-than-life personality, the way he talked, the way he presented himself. Even the words in his book, when you read his book, you hear his voice because he has a very unique way of speaking, you know? So I kind of, like, take everything that I've learned from him, from Danny, and from my entire career working. I've been in retail for over 15 years working in stores with clients. Like, there's so much knowledge up there from that and working with other brands that that I kind of have this, this large range of information that I can bring to the table and share like the best of the best. So I'm taking like the best information that I've collected from Kevin, from Danny, from working in Sephora, from working in Mac, from working at Makeup Forever, like 
all of this amazing information, I'm, I'm piecing it together and melting it with Kevin's philosophies and his, his vision, you know? So I think that's kind of what I bring to the table. And a lot of what I bring to is, is a modern spin on education versus very scholastic education that we had in the past, which I loved because that's my mindset. I'm, I'm a forever, forever college student. I love, you know, sitting in a chair and taking notes and listening to a lecture person in front of me, but it's not like that anymore. People with the social media and the invention of Instagram don't have that type of attention span. So how do you keep their attention while delivering the information? So I think that's where personality and telling jokes and, and sharing the why behind what they're doing really um, bring some new, new refreshed like energy to the brand. Yeah. yeah. No, I love that. And I know you're known for this certain trick because I, a lot of, or maybe most people, their problem really is applying concealer because it usually creases and you have this amazing yes. trick on how to apply and concealer and prevent creasing. So what is this? Yeah. So, um, this is something that I picked up from my, you know, my friends and I, we've worked a lot of shows together, a lot of events together. We've done a lot of video and editing together and just working with them. You pick up on all of these tips and tricks and you start to create your own. And I'm not going to take full credit for this because it's, I think, a combination of, of many of my mentors teaching me. But um, when you apply concealer under, under eye, this is the number one issue I hear from clients is that it's creasing or it's wearing off throughout the day. So first things first is you want to, yes, prep your eyes, but don't do a lot of eye cream or moisturizer around the eye. Do that at nighttime before you go to bed. That way it has all night long to work. And then in the morning, you're plump and you're ready to go. And then when it comes to applying concealer, apply concealer only where you need it. Don't do like a full triangle of concealer under your eyes. Really pinpoint. One of the best ways to find out where your concealer goes is to look straight into the mirror. It's going to be scary, but do it anyway. Straight into the mirror and tilt your chin down, but keep your eyes looking straight up. And when you do that, you see the shadows underneath your eyes. See those little lines under my eyes? Those are the hollows where I want to apply the concealer. So... That's already step one. Apply your concealer only where you need it. Then you're gonna blend it out. And then before you set it with powder, use the back of a brush. I like to use a metal lip brush because it's cold. And I press and roll gently under the eye with my brush. And it's not the tip of the brush, it's actually the handle. Because that handle of the brush is cold, it firms up the skin. And it also removes any excess product if there's mm -hmm. too much concealer. So that's, that's part two. So first one is pinpoint your application. Part two is rolling the brush to remove excess product and to firm up the skin. And then part three is the last step is you're going to press and roll a little bit of loose powder over that concealer application to set it. So not a lot. We're not baking. We're not, we're not packing on powder. I use a, like a little soft eyeshadow fluffy brush, load it with a little bit of powder. And when I load the brush, I dip it in the powder and then I work it inside the bristles before I apply it. Because I know a lot of times people will dip their brush in loose powder and apply it and they'll get like a dry spot. And we don't want the dry spot because that ages you. So work it inside the brush first, either on the back of your hand or on your palm. And then you gently press and roll that powder into place. And I guarantee it's going to improve your under eye, the wearability of your concealer. Um, you're going to look really natural. It's not going to look super, super overly made up. Now, that's a whole other style. That's like, I would consider that like evening makeup or stage makeup or drag makeup or, or influencer like social media, old school makeup where they were putting so much concealer and baking like. There's a place for everything. There really, really is. But I like, I like to pull back now that I've been doing this for a long time. No, I love that. Yeah, for the benefit of the listeners, because, you know, a lot of uh, my listeners also listen to this on iTunes, it's worth to check this out on YouTube because Nick just demonstrated on how to apply concealer with, you know, 
the uh, other end of your makeup brush. So I have a quick question though. So once you apply it, you know, for example, on the hollows of your under mm -hmm. eyes, do you blend it or you don't blend it yet? You That's use... a great question. Uh-huh. That's a great question. So like I would use, a, I, I prefer brushes over my fingers around the eye area because my fingers are just too big okay. and they're too warm. And when your hands mm. are warm, that concealer's warm and it's gonna just kind of stay wet. I like everything to be kind of cold and firm up that skin. So I'll use a brush. I'll pinpoint my placement just in the hollows and let it sit for just a moment. And then I'll use a fluffier brush just to blend out those edges of that concealer. But I keep the coverage where it's needed. But yes, there's okay. a little blending involved. And yeah. then that's when you roll the, the other end of your brush. And then I do Amazing. the back end of the brush and then I set with a little bit of powder, press and roll. Oh, it's like, yep. it reminds me of those like cryo balls that's like super in nowadays. It's kind of like, you know, like we said, it's cold. So it kind of massages yes. your eyes yep. instead of like using spoons. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I turned 39 today and I, you, you know, I'm trying it. to, <laughs> right. I'm telling you, it's these secrets, those little massage tools. My friend John Marquez taught me how to use them and I've been using them every day and I feel like it totally helps. You know, when I do my eye cream at night, I, I have two of these little metal wands and I just like go in circles around my eyelids and into the crease of the eye. And I feel like it firms things up for me. I really love that technique too. Yeah, and plus you have such a light hand, so that's why like nothing moves. <laughs> yeah. I love that. I mean, I'm definitely like, even as a makeup artist, I'm picking up so many tips and tricks from you. So we are all experiencing a global pandemic right now where we are all required to wear a mask. Um, mm -hmm. Some people, you know, opt to not wear makeup anymore because it's a nuisance, you know, with like wearing a mask. And some still, you know, wear makeup because makeup is fun and I just want to wear it. But mm -hmm. the annoying thing is that makeup transfers on your mask or it just like rubs off would you have any suggestions and like maybe a look that we could do or maybe a, t a makeup trick if you have yeah. to prevent um you know transfer of makeup on the mask or i know you can't really prevent it but maybe there's a way to yeah. lessen it there's there's so many um different things that i would say like if you want to pull back on the amount of foundation that you're using, because that's, that's part of it. Like you're wearing a mask and there's a lot of foundation. It gets humid. It gets uncomfortable. Like mm -hmm. I would use something like a tint. So like stripping skin tint from Kevin O'Palm Beauty, it's a new product, is very sheer, very natural. It's not going to feel like you're wearing anything. And that's what I would wear from here down. And then maybe from here up, I would do spot correcting using more full coverage or medium coverage where I need it. I think other things that you can do to extend the wearability of your, your skin, I mean, your foundation product is to pull back on the amount of skincare that you're using. Use, use what you need, but don't overdo it. I know we tend to use a lot of skincare when you're applying your moisturizer. You put a lot, you know, use a little less than you think. Um, there are products on the market. This is one of my favorite products. I'm sorry, Kevin O'Connor, it's not yours, but um, <laughs> this, okay, is, yeah. this is called um, Cosetti's Matrix Mixing Liquid, C-O-Z-Z-E-T-T-E. -E. This is my friend Rocky's brand. This bottle has a lot of product in it and you just add a drop into your foundation or into your concealer and it makes it longer wearing and water resistant so that helps too and then always always use a setting powder especially a loose setting powder this thin layer of powder is what's going to protect the makeup and, and put that separation between your makeup and the mask and then if you don't want to wear a lot of makeup because you're wearing a mask i definitely say play up the eyes because mm -hmm. we can no longer use our mouth to show our expression. So it's all about this area right here. Fill in your brows, wear mascara, curl your lashes. Like those are things that I do every day before I leave the house because I'm so emotional and I show my, my expression through my brows a lot. And I think that comes from my theater background 
Yeah. But everybody shows our emotions through the eyes. So, you know, using waterproof eyeshadows. I can't survive. I'm telling you now without my Kevin O'Quan, the brow pencil, the precision brow pencil and the curler. Like these are everyday. See the, these last like 10 hairs right here are painted on every single day. Cause my brows stop a little too short. They and look so, real. And I have a lot of real estate here. So the trick is yeah. it's, it's so refined. It's almost like microblading. You just do like one hair at a time and you can put yeah. on as many hairs or as few hairs as you want to. That's why I love this so much. It's like first generation old school eyebrow pencil, but it still does the trick. And it's an, I swear, like every pro kit across the globe, people love that pencil. Um, my favorite shade is brunette because I use that on everybody. Um, and then the curler. This lash curler is life. So I'm, my lashes grow straight down. So I have to curl them every single day. Otherwise I look sad. You know, I look like Snuffleupagus from Sesame Street with those long lashes that are just droopy. You know, so this curler, it's the perfect shape for my eye. So it doesn't curve as severe. It's not as rounded. So it's not going to pinch the inner corner or the outer corner of the eye as much. So you have, it fits most eye shapes. And then it has this red silicone strip so that I can see every single lash and secure them before I add my pressure. So those are things that I think are really important if you're going to be wearing a mask and you want to look more awake or more fresh, like playing up the lashes, filling in the brows. And then if you're, if you love eyeshadow, I love eyeshadow. I always put highlighter on my eyelids and under the brow bone, that kind of stuff. You know, you don't always have to wear a full face of makeup if you're wearing a mask anyway. I would focus on the areas that are visible. It'll be more comfortable. You'll still be able to show who you are, show that expression. Yeah. I love that. So I know you are giving so many great and amazing tips right now about makeup. What are the key principles to achieve that effortless makeup look? Because I know we, you know, we do have that ebb and flow. I'm like, how much product to use? I just mm -hmm. don't want to look too much. And especially now that we're all virtual. Like, what is that yeah. effortless look where it look like, okay, you know, you don't have to be wearing that much makeup. Or if, even if you are, you just have to, like, looks like the better version of you, in a sense. Yeah, so I think, you know, it's, it's all subjective. So whatever, mm -hmm. whatever your idea is of, of natural beauty, go for it. For me, natural beauty is letting the skin show through the makeup. So even though I'm wearing a medium coverage, it doesn't look like it. It shouldn't feel heavy. You'll still see some of my skin peeking through, like, areas of the nose that kind of stuff. So it looks really natural. I think um, things that are important, especially if you're like on a Zoom call, you want to even out your skin tone because if not, you're going to look dull or gray or depending on your lighting scenario, you may not look as, as vibrant. So putting a thin, a thin layer of foundation, whether it's a tint or full coverage, that works. I think um, effortless beauty is, is like doing it in as few steps as possible. So that's why I think a sheer foundation is winning because when you wear a sheer foundation, you can still see your dimensions through it. You still see your cheeks through it. You still see the bone structure through it. If you wear full coverage, you no longer are going to get effortless beauty because now if it's full coverage, you look solid one color, which is flat. And you have to then add highlight and contour and blush and setting powder and illuminator. So you just took yourself from effortless beauty to like, okay, I have to do everything. So keeping it to like sheer natural products, like foundations that are really in invisible, barely there. Um, is really important. I think having a good concealer that's medium coverage is good because medium coverage means it's buildable. So if you have a zit or you have an imperfection that you want to cover, you can add a little extra. Of course, brows, lashes, and lips. And that's pretty much effortless beauty. Sheer foundation, brows, lashes, lips. And then because I love highlighter, you have to incorporate some sort of highlight. Mm -hmm. And um, for me, that's glass glow face. Glass glow is my go-to. I put it on by itself. 
I put it on top of makeup, I put it underneath makeup, I mix it into makeup. This is like so versatile. It comes in a little mm -hmm. tube and you just pump a little bit out. You can pop a little bit. I'm wearing it on my cheekbone so that like extra glassy glow that you're seeing is the glass glow. It face. looks nice. And it doesn't look too much. Like it doesn't have that glitter effect. No, it just like, yeah. It has like a little sparkle or iridescence to it, but that's never mm -hmm. ever gonna be an issue. I've, I've photographed with it all the time and it's never an issue. I think if you're using something with really large particle glitter, um, it's gonna show up on camera and it's not gonna look good. It's gonna look textured. So for me, when it comes to highlighters, it's all about the size of the particles. The smaller the particles, the better. The mm -hmm. larger the particles, it's gonna show up almost like texture or pixelation on the skin. Yeah, so you prefer a glass glow over like a powder highlighter? I do prefer it. And oftentimes I'll even do both. I'll do the powder one underneath and then I'll put a little glass glow right on top to push that highlight even further because I love highlighter. I feel like it feels good. Every time I apply it, I can't stop myself. It's like releasing endorphins. I get excited. I just want to keep going. I'm like, where else can I put this? Okay, I'll wear a low cut shirt and do some right here too. Why not? I love it. <laughs> yeah, I love that. So here at Hello Beauty, we have a philosophy and it's say hello to the beauty in you. What advice can you give to those who are trying to discover their beauty within? Oh my gosh. I think trying to, do, to discover the beauty within it's something that doesn't happen overnight. And I think um, I might be taking this a different route than what's intended, I don't know. But I think loving yourself is the key to that. More than anything, if you love yourself, you can wear whatever you want. You can do whatever you want and feel like you're in your own skin. And I think that's something that takes a long time to develop in people. And I think a lot of it has to do with what society and what, what we've seen as far as what the world considers beautiful. And I think that that's a disservice to humans because you know, people say there's a lot of pressure on women to look good based on what's seen in magazines to look thinner and taller and tan or whatever. It's almost the same for gay men. You know, I went through a lot of body dysmorphia and self-shame, you know, growing up just because of what I would see in like a gay magazine or a gay character in a movie or a TV show. So it was very similar. And it took me a long time to be comfortable with myself. But ever since I've, I've embraced myself, including all of my flaws, I feel so much more beautiful and I feel confident in wearing no makeup or all the makeup, you know, and I think um, loving yourself is really the key to, to beauty. And if you love yourself, it's going to show, show through no matter what. And I think that's kind of what Kevin's philosophy was. Remember the quote from earlier, you know, beauty belongs to the brave and those that embrace beauty in all of its forms. It doesn't matter the, the shape, the size, the color, you know, we're all beautiful. Yeah. I think, you know, embracing yourself and, and using products in a natural way is really, really beautiful. And, and, and you know, you don't have to over contour to, mm -hmm. to feel beautiful or to look beautiful. However, if it gives you confidence and it makes you feel beautiful, do it. I think, you know, that's kind of my, my journey was that I started out with drag and heavy makeup. And then I learned to peel off layers and to, to show my natural beauty. But if I ever need to, I can go back to that. And it, it's really being a chameleon and, and being confident is really key. And also the key to beautiful makeup is beautiful skin. Like invest in skincare. I think it's super important. I think which, one of your questions was actually about skincare, right? Yeah, which leads <laughs> me to, because you have amazing skin. I've met you in person. I mean, aside from maybe thanks to the glass glow, you have such illuminating skin. But what is your hair, makeup, and skincare routine? Uh, morning oh. to night, quickly include products. And OMG. I know, it's, yeah, because <laughs> you do have amazing skin. Do you do like maybe laser treatments even, um, microneedling? 
so I'm, I'm honestly, I have really good genes. All my family, like they all have great skin. Um, uh, jealous. <laughs> and they all worked, you know, and they all worked trades jobs. So like my father and all of his, all my uncles and all my aunts, they've all worked in the fields. They've all worked outside. They've all worked as like plumbers, electricians. So they didn't necessarily take care of their skin and their skin still looks pretty good. And I, I think it might've been their diet growing up. A lot of beans and chili could be the answer oh, yeah. to that. But, <laughs> yeah, now that I'm 30, now that I'm 39, I'm finally taking care of my skin over the past few years. And now it's like, it's a ritual for me. I, I cleanse my skin really good. I use a bomb cleanser. Then I use, um, I use a toner. I use peel pads every night before bed. I use um, a hydrator. Oh, so every night? So not because usually it's just like once a week, right? Those peel pads. No, I use the, I use the Eve Loam ones and they're perfectly fine for every night. Oh, I love Eve yeah. Loam, yeah. They're, they're super gentle and I mean, they still do what they need to do. They have like alpha beta and polyhydroxy and all those different acids, but that's why I do those at night. And then during the day, I use the toner, which is really lightweight and perfect for every day. It's alcohol free. So I try not to put alcohol on my skin. Um, so cleanse, tone, hydrate. So some sort of serum. I, I love the hydrating serum. I use a lot of Evelum because they're a sister brand, but the hydrating serum is like magic. It's like youth in a bottle. It's got a lot of hyaluronic acid. I apply it and it just feels so amazing. And it actually feels like my skin gets firmed up after that. Mm. And then I do my moisturizer and a beauty oil. So that's like my every day before I do makeup and also before bed. That's really, really it. And then for hair, hair for me is easy. I'm so lazy. My hair is long, so it's always in a bun or in a braid. And I just trim the sides. So it's like super easy. I love hats. So easy peasy. Do you wear SPF? SPF. I never go in the sun, but if I do, I definitely wear SPF. And there's two that I love. I love the Yves Loam SPF, I think it's SPF 50. It's like yeah, super amazing. And it doesn't feel like you're wearing anything at all. And it's super hydrating. So it doubles up as like a hydrator and an SPF. It's great for men, because men, men don't usually like to wear a lot on their face. They don't want to feel product on their skin. It's awesome because it doesn't feel like anything. And it's a really great SPF. And the other one I love is Super Goop. If I want to look oh. highlighted and glowy, because it's a stick and you twist it up and you just like put it everywhere and you're shiny and glowy, that Supergoop SPF is awesome. Amazing. So what is something exciting in store for you and our Kevin Aquan Beauty? Oh my gosh, exciting news. So you know, with everything that's going on with COVID and quarantine, business has changed, life has changed, product launches have changed for every brand, you know, so, so things that are exciting right now for me are the launch of Yes That's, the stripping skin tint, that really sheer foundation because it's something that we needed. So now we have something at Kevin O'Quan for everybody. We've got sheer coverage, medium coverage, and full coverage. So that's exciting. Um, other things that are super exciting, of additional shades in glass glow. We launched three new shades. This is my favorite one. It's called Pixie Dream. Can you see it? It's like kind of gold yeah. and pink, pink at the same time. It's magical. Um, Does that um, um, kind of like match like mostly a good range of like skin tones? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So the good thing about Glass Glow face products, these guys, is that they'll go with any skin tone. Even the deep shades will work for the fairest of skin tones. So oh, you don't have to be afraid of it. Yeah, you don't have to be afraid of it at all. And I think the easiest way to use it is to mix it into your foundation if you're not comfortable dabbing it on. Um, but of course, I do all three. I put it underneath, I mix it in, mm -hmm. and I dab it on because I like to glow. And yeah. the other exciting things from the brand, we've got some really cool holiday stuff. I can't share the deets just yet because they're undercover. But uh -huh. we just launched also the most incredible lip liner on the planet. I don't know if you've seen it yet. 
the unforgettable lip definers. They're six yes, shades of yes. nude. Six shades of nude. And the reason why they're all nude skin tones is because that's Kevin's theory that your lip pencil should match your lip color, not mm -hmm. your lipstick. So it partners with everything. So I love these. It's got a brush on one end. It's got the pencil on the other. It comes with a sharpener. And then on top of it, it's like the most perfect color choice. And like, I'm not saying that because I work for the brand, because I actually have been using Kevin O'Quan's lip pencils for many years. We've just yeah. re-upped re them. We revamped them, added new shades, kept some of the heritage shades that were super popular. Like, these pencils are all you need. I mean, you never need to invest in a red lip liner if you're wearing red lipstick. If you're wearing this pencil, you just use your skin tone color, and then your lipstick layers on top of it beautifully. So oh, I love that. Yeah. Lots That's of exciting. fun, new, playful, exciting things, but wait for holiday. I'm telling you, you're going to love it. As a pro artist, I feel like this holiday to me feels pro and consumer. Some beautiful products that will work in your kit. You're going to definitely want them in your kit. Yeah. And you're yeah. going to want to be able to use them, you know, for yourself. Yeah. Majority of my products in my kit is actually Kevin Aquan. So, like, I love everything. Yeah, yeah. Do you use Central Skin Enhancer? Yes, I do. So, yeah, majority of my kit is, like, it's... Kevin Aquan is actually like taking over now in my kit, but like, you know, it's makeup forever and Kevin Aquan. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like you definitely like see my background there. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> Same girl. But um, Central Skin Enhancer is like the most amazing product because it's everything. This little tiny pot is foundation, oh concealer, yeah. highlighter, lipstick. If yeah. I'm doing like an editorial shoot with a dramatic eye, I'll comb this through the brow so that the brow blends into the skin and you don't see the brow color. So there's so many uses for it. And I partner it with this. So this past year, I actually got to work on a few music videos. Some of them I can't talk about, but some of them I can. Um, I worked the VMAs with my friend, Alex, Alex uh, Mayo, who is Lizzo's makeup artist. And he's like, oh, in New York, amazing. we're doing the VMAs. Can you help me? So I assisted him and I was working with a team of artists. And this is what I was using on the dancers. I would mix these two together, the Matrix Liquid from Cosetti with my Central Skin Enhancer. I would custom blend a shade of foundation to each of the dancers and it would just stay on because of this magic dropper right here. Like it wouldn't budge. So that was like my yeah. go-to. And that um, um, central skin enhancer a little goes a long way. Like that mm -hmm. little pot lasts me like, I don't know, forever yeah. too, which I love because you know, you get the, yeah. the bankrupt buck. Yeah. And I think you'll appreciate this because you're a makeup nerd like me. Look at these containers that I found at Muji. Oh, yes. Yes. These so are, are those amazing. all uh, skin sensual enhancers? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's all six, I have all 16 shades in my kit. You know, I keep the, the little pots at home and I just refill when I need it. But I can hold this up to my clients like this and say, okay, she's close to here. I need That's to add a, a drop idea. of this. And then I can just mix it up on my palette really easily. I and love then these that. Are amazing. They come apart. So I yes. can take like touch-up shades on set or whatever and have that available. It's so yeah. awesome. You, the hard thing about me is like, I love depotting my makeup, but at the same time, the, the containers are just so pretty sometimes that I just keep it mm -hmm. on. And sometimes I'll yeah. just suffer through like my, my kit being so heavy because I just lo oh, I love displaying the beautiful containers and the packaging, right. you know, cause Kevin Aquan also has like really beautiful packaging. So I'm like, I want to show this off. <laughs> I, I used to be exactly the same way <laughs> after traveling so much it just gets so yeah. heavy and now you know I'm, I'm not a young spring chicken as much as I want to be you know it gets heavy and I live in New York so I don't even have a car so when I lived in Vegas it was a whole other story because my car was my kit honey I could throw everything in there yeah. and just be ready for anything 
But in New York, if it doesn't fit in my backpack or my little Zuka, forget it. It's not coming with me. So that's why I have to have downsize a lot. Yeah, yeah. You just have to, right? You have to. <laughs> so, Save your back. You'll, you'll, you'll definitely appreciate that much later in life. Yeah. So where can they find you and learn more about Kevin Aquan? Yes, absolutely. You have to follow us at Kevin Aquan. K-E-V-Y-N-A-U-C-O-I-N. Um, you can find me at Nick Lujan underscore artistry. And that's also my website, Nick Lujan Artistry. So that's kind of where you can keep in touch. And I love I love your listeners. If they if they have any questions about makeup, they have questions about Kevin O'Connor, feel free to DM myself or DM the brand. We're always really good at getting back to you. That's amazing. Thank you so much, Nick. I had such a great time with you and hope to see you soon in person. I hope everything gets, you know, um, better in the coming months. Yeah. Me too, me too. I want I, I want everybody to just like take care of yourselves and take care of the people around you because that's the only way we can get through this. Like if you're not wearing your mask, if you're not being hygienic, it's not gonna go away guys. Like exactly. so many of us artists yeah. depend on, on getting back to normal and getting healthy. So take care of yourselves yeah. and take care of everybody.